This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 473 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com, and joining me via Skype from Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, and from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au, it is Mr. Glenn Lavender. How are you? Somber. Somber. Ooh. This promises to be an interesting episode. Why are you oh, somber? Damn, that's, uh, that's why we'd start now. All, <laughs> all the episodes have got under the belt. But uh, come on, since since last we recorded to this week, hmm. the world has gone to hell in a handbasket oh, again. Totally. Spent a hell of a week. Yep. It's been for anyone listening in the future. Don't come back to this week. It's horrible. <laughs> yes. If they ever invent time travel, avoid twenty twenty. <laughs> This is this is the the, the week. Uh, once again, if people are listening, sometime a year or so, know you know what we're talking. It's the week of the massive race riots in the USA, yep, uh, and worldwide protests along the same theme, yep, uh, including your town last night, and I think mine tomorrow night for memory, right? Yeah, untold injuries, deaths, um, yeah, heartbreaking stories, heartwarming stories, yep. Incredible imagery, both photo and video. Yep. Horrendous imagery, both photo and video. Heartwarming for <laughs> images, both <laughs> photo. Uh, uh, photo. It's um, if your psyche has not been rocked and damaged and banged up this week. Yeah, you're part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, you are part of the problem. Whoever listener may be, um, I've been. Uh, yeah, mentally, I've had terrible mental week because you may not have noticed this bruce mm. but i have opinions right and I, i'm not afraid to, not noticed. afraid to share them i'm not afraid <laughs> to share them on this issue i've tried my absolute darndest to speak as little as possible yeah and li- and listen as much as possible yeah uh, and again <laughs> not easy for me yeah. uh, when i have spoken up i have been called all manner of things yeah, right. Virtue signaler. So they have virtuous, uh, racist, the wow. C word. Wow. Uh, typical arrogant male, typical arrogant Australian male, a mansplainer. Uh, the, the one thing I haven't been called is right yeah. by anybody. Would I simply point out that I don't know when you want to say all, all lives matter, that's not the point right no, now. Exactly. And then I get called racist for that um when i a guy um wanted to add the word two to black lives matter right two uh, a diatribe of a uh, uh, because i said how very white of you uh to tell other people how they should express their repression their repression yeah and of course that made me racist which it wasn't it was observing <laughs> i was observing making an observation uh and absolutely and any any person of any race color creed or whatever or gender or identification who tells another person of any other colored gender identification how they should feel about how they feel mm. is being racist sickness at the very least ignorant you know or privileged. when people yeah, when people complain more about the property being destroyed and the products being stolen than the lives being lost. Yeah. 
and you make a statement to that and people, you know, I've been making some commentary on my Facebook page this week, full well knowing, well, not full, knowing that possibly I'm going to be drive some potential customers away. That, that so you it's going were going to ruffle some feathers, yeah. That's who I do anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's going to ruffle some feathers. It's probably going to drive some potential business away that maybe a sponsor could go, hang on, we don't really want our people... Yeah, and once again, I don't get any money from the sponsors. It's, it's not the end of the world. But then I sort of thought, well, um, yeah, those particular people or or possible companies are probably not people I would want to deal with anyway. Yeah, I could not imagine going on a tour to somewhere like India with someone who's belligerent and a racist about people who have a life worse than theirs. Yeah, uh, I one time had to drag a guy by the shirt collar away from a bunch of young indian children who is teasing with a dollar one little u.s note making him jump up and down and saying like you would to a dog now if one of you is good i'll give you a dollar yeah right and i actually walk into a crowd of people grab him this is a 70 year old man yeah. grab him by the shirt collar and drag him away and call him stuff yeah, it's so, so mentally, it's been a it's been a hell of a hell. Of a, and here's the thing: I haven't been called right once all week, and that can't be possible. <laughs> oh, as I was told, being a white splaining, arrogant, typical arrogant male, I must feel I'm right all the time. <laughs> so, so, so that that has been has been just. I just don't. I can't fathom the humanity or the lack thereof. No, um, that we seem to, and the amount of. Discussions, I'll put it nicely, I've had with people online about how this George Floyd was a druggie and had a violent past. Uh, that ain't the point. It ain't about George Floyd. It's not even about this one incident. Is it not even about police brutality? Yeah. It's about systemic racism. And I, I, I say, I've been trying to save the occasional little uh, things that people have been putting up that, that you know, not, you know, people who probably, um, this guy's called a protest therapist. And uh, it goes, too many aspiring white allies think racial justice is about diversity, inclusion, and multiculturalism. No, 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 sweetie. This is about overthrowing power that benefits you disproportionately, often exclusively. Are you ready to sacrifice entitlement and innocence? And when I've you know, rephrased or paraphrased or used those words, um, I've had to break it down to as simple as there's 10 eggs. White people have got eight of them. Black people have got two of them. How are you going to fix it? So I, I'm thinking about getting T-shirts printed up saying three eggs. Um, <laughs> it might go over people's heads, <laughs> especially people who don't know the conversation. Mm. Yeah, but it would make quite a nice little graphic. There's just three eggs in a t-shirt, though. I'd, I'd have to think. Yeah, well, possibly. You know, I've seen stupider t-shirts, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, "Make America Great Again" as an example. You know. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been it's been, a, and of course, I can't not comment. I can't. I can't see this on my feed or on the, something that's come across my face and not so hang on because to my own detriment, but you know, um, if you're silent, you're complicit. Yeah. And if you're not silent, you're mentally, <laughs> mentally destroyed. And yeah, you put it down as like, well, yeah, I've had a few days of, of feeling a bit cruddy in the head. Uh, I had to have a lifetime of being that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. For, for <clears throat> no other reason that uh, I've got a different pigment. 
Mm. And let's let's make it let's make it well and truly be known. This arsehole's in every single race, colour, gender, identity. Yeah, exactly. There's the scum of the earth in every possible bloody place. So it's 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 not anything about any of that. It's uh, with the, with the possible exception of Justin Trudeau. <laughs> so did you see his video this week? I just put it up I on my Facebook wall just before. It just before we started recording. It is the most. It is just like my God. Why can the I, I, I really want Justin Trudeau and Jacinta Ardern to have children. Yes. <laughs> you know? I don't, they don't have to meet. They can do it like in a lab or something and grow them in, I don't know. But, I mean, when you're asked to comment on the horrendous things that's happening and that the certain orange buffoon is doing, yeah. you sit there for 21 seconds and don't say a word. I've never yeah. seen anyone, especially on live TV, ever make a statement so loud. Yeah. I I was thinking to myself, you know, has this has this video frozen? Is it stopped Exa- streaming? Has something gone wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, what? And then he just moved the- a little bit. And I went, oh, no, it is actually still playing. And, and, and what impressed me the most was the fact that the media didn't jump in with any more questions. They yeah. just sat there and waited for a response. Yeah, that's good point. Good point. That's, 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 yeah, I mean, I don't know any other media that would do that. Be, that you yeah. think the person who asked the question might try and rephrase it or, or something, you know. Uh, I've never seen anything like it ever. Yeah. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. And then when he did talk, yeah, he didn't blame anybody. No. He didn't, uh, but he. Uh, but then he went on to about how his own country has so many failings, yeah, and how we all need to. Uh, so he didn't say there's no word better than you. Yeah, it's, hey, yeah, we've got exactly the same problem. Don't think we're any better. I've had this problem all week with people saying, with lots of comments of, "Thank God I live in Australia." Yeah. You know, and it's like that's a red rag to a ball to me yeah. because the, the, and and I had a, a, an ongoing debate with a woman online about she doesn't feel she, uh, she she's oh thank God I live in Australia we're nowhere near as racist as they are, <sighs> and so I to I simply as you would you simply ask them well yeah okay um who did you consult to come up with this this theory I mean how many. African Americans, America, uh, Black Americans, uh, Samoans, S- Sudanese, Kiwis, Muslims, Asians, Greeks, Italian. How many how many racial minorities did you consult to form this opinion? She goes, none. It's just a feeling. And I said, well, you know, yeah. She goes, I have I have uh, people I work with who are multi. Multiracial. <laughs> like, obviously, they're not friends. They're just people who work with or for her. Yeah. And it's like, how can you not see that? That yeah. And the thing is, we don't. Ha- and, and, and I've said this many times as well. And I'm sorry, this is we're talking about. But I just don't feel we can just do a normal everyday episode when if either of us ever feel anything we want to say, I feel we should be able to say stuff because yeah, we're mates. Yeah. And hopefully, our listeners feel that we've got some sort of kinship and connection with them as well, even though they never bloody send us anything. Um, but that's another story for another day. The, the, and I've lost my train of thought because I was, because I was, you know, I got distracted. Like, I do quite easily. Hey, look, Glenn, a squirrel. It was one of, it was one of those shiny objects. It was, one of, it was a good one too. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, that's right. I, I, I said on a couple of people's posts, I'm not smart enough as a person to articulate what I feel. Yeah. I'm not smart enough as a person to, I even ask you 
to explain it to me because I don't even know the questions to ask. Yep. You know? And then you see posts like uh, this woman, uh, this, this this white woman, black. this is a true story, this, this lady and her friend driving down the street uh, and a cop pulls her over and after the, he goes... The friend, the white lady in the passenger, says, "Oh, can't believe how you you flirted with that guy. They're trying to get out of a ticket." <laughs> and the black woman goes, "Cause she and, she and then she thought about it. She goes, I put on this customer service voice to try and prove to this guy that I'm too nice to attack.' Yeah, and it's like, my God, the perception difference yeah. between flirting to get out of a ticket and trying to be civil to not be." <laughs> and that was, and that's that spoke so much volumes about perception. So, so we don't know the questions to ask. We, if you don't live it, how can you, how can you, anything, you know? Yeah. So I said, as much as I can, I'm just trying to learn stuff and, and make me less of an asshole. Yeah. Which, yeah, frankly, I'm not sure there's not a hope. <laughs> I don't, I, don't think I can, <laughs> I can raise above where I'm at too much further, but uh, at least, uh, if nothing else, trying to raise a bit of aware- awareness in, and not in anybody else. As much as I tried, I realized that's a stupid bloody thing to try and do because, you know, you can't open a closed mind because it's closed for a yeah. reason. Um, but I could hopefully raise my own awareness to the stupid stuff I might say and do at times. Sure. Uh, even, uh, and I've been thinking back to when I was in India. And we're traveling around with uh, th- this NFL quarterback yeah. who's black. And I, by the way, I have no problem with saying black because um, they are black. Yeah. Yeah, or brown, or yeah, that's. And the by saying is, I don't see color is just as racist as not saying, because hey, you're not the same color as me. And the fact that it shouldn't make a difference is the important. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like people overlook the intent of the use of the word black. You know, yeah. if I say, yeah. hey, this guy's black, it's, it's not that I'm intending to be racist to, you know, marginalise You're the being observationalist. Like I'm, I'm trying to explain <laughs> the difference in ethnicity. Like, It's a plain, bloody obvious difference. Exactly. Um, oh, well, I'm looking for a little lost girl. Where is she? Um, what's she look like? Uh, well, she's, she's a, a non, non-gen, she's, she's, um, she's, well, she's tonally, you know, what do you, <laughs> hey, if it's going to help, she's got black hair. Oh, no, that's racist. She's, she's, she's got black a, skin. She's a one on the Ansel Adams scale. <laughs> she's wearing, she's wearing a yellow dress, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it's like this. It's a, to to not to say oh I don't see colour is just as racist as yeah. saying uh, you're well well it's far more racist than saying you're black because that's obvious. But uh, my point was I realised some of the things I as trying to be a, a my normal jokey wise ass self that I inadvertently spurt out stupid racist crap. Right. And it's not racist. It's just like it's not intended to be racist. But it's one. Let me let me. I'll give you a classic example. I'll see if I can find the the text uh, I had with him the other While day. While you're doing that, it's like the yeah. first time I went to the states and I went yeah. into a Starbucks and I said, "Can I get a, a long black?" And they just looked at me like I was from another planet. And I was like, um, oh. "You know, like <laughs> yes. a coffee, just black coffee." And she went, "Oh, you mean an americano?" And I went, uh, "Okay." Good luck trying to ask for a, a mocha cappuccino, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? Okay. Uh, I spoke to somebody else later on, and I said, "You you call a black coffee an americano?" It's like, yeah, man, we won't use the word black. It's like, what uh, the hell? But, uh, can I have some of that uh, that dark pigment paint, please? 
Has anyone got a, a non-blue pen? It's <laughs> like... Anyway. Uh, but, but at the same time, as whilst we joke about that, knowing the the way that were that that, is, that have been treated but but enough black people have said to me call me black because that's what i am that i feel okay with that you know yeah. i've listened i haven't made an assumption that they don't mind yeah. i have literally listened but here, here's this text you know so my mate uh, is ordering this uh, print from me if to go on his wall at home hmm. he, i said which one do you want he goes i want the bike shot uh, uh, uh it's just like me quiet and reflective i oh, know that's what i said <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just like me, quiet and reflect. I realise as the irony of that statement that it must be about me. <laughs> so, so he goes, um, he goes, yeah, you love that image. That's the one I want. I said, uh, I said, that's one. He goes, yes, sir. He goes, right. Let me talk to my people in back. Goes, yeah, I got people. And he's gone, ha ha, sounds good. And they've gone back. Oh, hang on a sec. Just so we're clear, I don't actually have people because. <laughs> If I had beep, you know, these are things slavery, and but that in itself is racist because you can't even make a sim. Ah, it's a bloody minefield. Yeah, and and as with anything in life, some people will take offence to one thing and not to another, and just I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's safer. We just had like four ears and no mouths. Yeah, as humans, I don't know. It's it's uh, so it's. <laughs> So, in non-answer to your question, how's my week? It's been all over the shop, like a mad woman's vomit, yeah. as I think our friend Shelton used to say. De- definitely. And, 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 well, and yourself? You can, if you can accuse me of being complicit, if you like, uh, but I've not said anything about it. I have been equally distraught reading yeah. everything, and I don't mean to come across as being uncaring or not involved in what is happening by my absence of discussion. It is just like you. I I, I don't feel educated enough to comment. And that's a a far better statement than my silence is complicity because in some people need to step. George Floyd dies, President Trump, not a single, not a single tweet no. About it. No. Copernic kneels yeah. at a football match, 140 tweets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, but- silence, that silence and complicity. Not knowing how to start a conversation. That's, that's, that shows more humanity than anything else, realistically. Because, hey, shit, I don't want to speak and offend. Yeah. Because I just, cause simply because I don't know how to, uh, the language I need to be speaking. Yeah. Yeah, I was helping my my youngest day with a French poem she's learning. She had to learn this fairly complex poem, right. uh, French poem. Uh, she's had like four lessons so far, then pandemic and no one. She's never had anything to do with French at all. Can't even count to ten. Right. And part of her assessment for her first half year is to be able to recite this complex poem with no notes you know, from memory, you know. Wow. And she's got – and she hasn't even learned how to count to ten in French yet. Right. You know. But this is going to be a significant part. So I'm I'm going through – I'm breaking – as I say, how do you, if you don't even know the language, how do you even approach the damn thing? How do you – yeah. yeah. It, it's, and so you see just how, how much of a struggle to learn a fairly English language like French can be. Yeah, and that's not politically loaded with the words you say. Yeah. And for, for you not to speak – is far more human than speaking without knowledge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So please, please don't feel like I was you know, having a dick at anyone who doesn't say anything. If it's, if it's as you have done yourself, not spoken based on shit, I hate this, but I don't know how to express it in a way that's, that's helpful. Yeah. 
you know, and that's, that's I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, it's, it's to, 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 to be helpful. And it is, it is, it is an absolutely abhorrent situation yeah. that is unfolding in the US right now. Yeah. Yeah. It is just. Oh. And, and how quickly our civilization crumbles. Yep. Now, we talked during the pandemic about how people's views started to become more, well, uh, not, not necessarily more extreme, but voiced more so we could see them. Yeah. Strange and bizarre views about all sorts of conspiracy theories and yeah. all and 5G towers. and uh, <laughs> But man, the, the real world seemed to start to show itself. Yeah. And frankly, it was a scary, bloody place. Yep. You know, and so in, in, in the space of two or three months, this, and I'm using little finger air quotes here, the civilised world is gone topsy-turvy like crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Jesus, we've, yeah. I, I don't know I, how it's end. I, I need to go back on my Facebook feed and see yeah. whether I ever said anything in 2016 or early 2017, because I know I was thinking at the time, America... You just had your last free election. Yeah. And I want to know if I actually put it on social media anywhere because <laughs> I really do yeah. feel like they will not have it. Well, even election. if you did, it would have been censored and taken away probably because there's some conspiracy <laughs> Possibly. <theories. laughs> yeah, I think um, someone, someone quoted today, yeah, it's 2020. Um, we should be able to be relied upon looking at news sources and knowing they're accurate or, you know, not, you know, we, there should be a, a way of knowing that what we're being said to, to us, hmm. is real. And you can't trust anything these days. It's like, my God, you know, it's just like every single thing, every single, now, every single time I see a word, I have to go look it up and, and fact check and do this before I make any sort of good. <laughs> so yeah. every time I've had to reply to these people, which is probably a good thing, every time I've, had, I've had to go and spend 10, 15 minutes building my response, which gives me some time to cool down, yeah. uh, before I reply. And I was just talking to the great, uh, uh, great guy called Chris McGee this afternoon. He's, um, Tell you, we should get him on. Chris, is, Chris would be a fascinating person to have on. He's uh, uh, used to be a, a director of photography in Hollywood, right? Yeah, uh, and working with Spielberg and people like that, and, and big, big stuff. Um, and by Spielberg, it was somebody else that wasn't him, but okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. But we we're talking about isolation and being stuck indoors, and how it's sort of becoming. I kind of don't mind being inside. The world's not quite <laughs> so crazy inside here. But he, he said, he goes, I talked to a person in person the other day. It was really weird. They were all sort of 3D and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you, know, you know, it's like you know, you know, the internet, if it's done nothing else, has given people the, um, the freedom to say anything to anybody without any real repercussions. Yeah. That, and you say things to people you'd never say to their face, especially if you don't know them. Yeah. You know? Uh, like being called the C word multiple times by one lady yeah. uh, this week. Whereas, yeah, and that's what the pandemic and this, all this internalization has really fed all that kind of stuff. Cause you're saying st stuff that you probably would never either got involved in or, or opened up your mouth in the first place if it was face to face. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy times, my friend. Yeah. So I'd like to apologize for everyone. If anyone's been offended by this talk, um, yeah, well, I guess I've, what I've said is enough. Um, yeah, it's about, yeah, yeah, anyway. Uh, if, he, if, if it's just gone on a bit long, 
Yeah, you're well, right. I was I was going to let yeah. you get to thirty minutes, and then I was going to say that's enough. Let's get on to the photography yeah. stuff. But no, I think I think yeah. twenty four minutes is probably enough too. I reckon so too. Because <laughs> it, it, so that's one ab- so twenty four minutes is one fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the two hundred and forty years of black. <laughs> I'm just going to stop now. Um, but it was a funny funny timing. It's funny how numbers numbers match. I, I was another Facebook post this week. This woman saying, um, uh, "Oh, has anyone seen eleven eleven everywhere? I'm seeing eleven eleven everywhere I go. You know, the angels are calling to, to me because they're showing me eleven eleven. Does anyone know what the magical significance of eleven eleven is? It's like, <laughs> okay, okay. Nope. Uh, I, I, I but I don't want to be angelist." <laughs> and uh, say anything against that. So I should. I, I apologise for mocking. Right. Um, I did. I did have a long period of time where the number two one one used to haunt me. Though <laughs> it was twenty one point one degrees. Right. It was two eleven on the clock. It's like it's funny how when you start seeing something, it shows up everywhere. You know? Yeah, totally yeah, bizarre. Oh, in other news, my wife knitted me a beanie this week. Oh, you know? nice. A toque for our Canadian friends. Is it friends. blue and white? No, it's like um, let me pull it off. Oh, it's, geez, um, mate, you need a new wife. What the hell? It's kind of poo. It's like you know when children <laughs> when they're just got, just going onto solids and their poo's got to go that greeny brown colour. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not blue and white? Well, she was just using up scraps of fabric oh. and wool around the house. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming, or that's what she thinks of me. One of the t- one okay. of the two. Uh, for, for those who are not from Australia, Glenn's favourite team in the AFL is North Melbourne, as you should know by now, and their colours are blue and white. So. They are. Actually, they're white and blue. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh... Hey, we got an email from George G. Did we? We did. Oh, I've been thinking about it. Might be, especially after that plane crash where Dan, plane went down over the other day in Pakistan. I was, right. Yeah, thinking about him because I was re- hoping he wasn't on it or under I'll read it. it. I'll read it out to you. Please do. Hello, Bruce and the other guy. What an asshole. Couple of quick comments. One, to your new Maryland listener, if you think a <laughs> sleep-deprived Glynn, the other guy, is entertaining, you should see a drugged-up Glynn. Funny oh, bloke yes. gets funnier. The fact he can't <laughs> remember what he did or said while drugged up is a bonus. Oh, and I should uh, add, he's much nicer when drugged. Well, at least 10% less sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bit confused. Backstory before you go on. I don't like heights. When we have to go into uh, scary places, I pop some, some Xanax, which kind of puts, puts my, my conscious brain to sleep and my subconscious takes over, and that can be a scary thing, but I don't know because I don't remember any of it. So it was about seven hours one day in, in, in Tanzania together, I was gone. <laughs> right. Number two, I'm a bit confused about the Patreon thingy. I'm assuming uh-huh. that I speak for some of your other Patreon subscribers, but I thought we were paying subs for you to stop broadcasting the podcast. You can understand my surprise <laughs> when I got a notification of the latest episode. Anyway, keep safe and stay C19 free. <laughs> Oh, God. Thank you, George. Uh, sorry. Now you can see why I loved having him on tour. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit annoying, but, you know, they all are. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, he's a great. funny bugger. Uh, you see, that's humour. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a panacea for so much stuff. Is that the right word? Yep. I'm not sure if I'm smart enough to say the word panacea right now. My brain's a bit fried. Uh, isn't that I... like a pan- no? Isn't that like a like a, a Greek dessert or something? That's a panna cotta. What's a panna? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Now on our Facebook wall this week, 
David Jones, uh, a listener from yes. the US, replied regarding the last episode where we spoke the about jury. J- juries, the uh, camera shop in Nashville closing down after 138 years or something. Uh, and this is quite a lengthy post, but I thought I would read it out because I was pretty sure Glenn would have something to say about this. He said, Please do. Juries was my local camera shop. Had some good friends who worked there. I'm not all that great with descriptions. This was after Glenn had said, please elaborate. And he said, I'm not all that great with descriptions. But for a long time, they and Wolf slash Ritz camera, where I used to work, were the only places to get anything beyond a Canon Rebel. Ritz eventually folded, leaving Juries as the only well-stocked camera shop in the region though they were always better stocked than Ritz ever was. And by region, that is all of Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, Kentucky, the Carolinas. You would, as far as I know, have to go to Atlanta, Chicago, Indianapolis or St. Louis to find an equally stocked shop. My photog- I don't know what distances they're like, but I think that's a reasonable distance. Well, I'm thinking Chicago's up north and Atlanta's down south, so that's a pretty yeah. wide geographic spread. Uh, my photography has waned in the past several years, and when I was active, they did not sell Sony, so my cameras did not come from them, and my lighting gear comes from the company I work for currently. But all of my miscellaneous stuff came from them. Backgrounds, gaffer tape, filters, books, etc. They also hosted the local camera club for a long time, and all the local photo hotshots went there. They eventually started selling Sony stuff, but after I bought my last camera. Many of my friends from Ritz went to work there, and many have stayed up until now. Nashville has exploded in growth, and their former building was sold for development, no pun intended, and they moved away from the downtown area. I don't know if or how that affected them, but I'm sure it did. Then, downtown Nashville and surrounding areas, a 60-plus mile path, were hit in early March by a massive tornado, EF3 in Nashville, EF4 in other places, and kind of distracted our local economy. And two weeks later, the country was shut down, more or less, but especially for photographers, for COVID-19. No income makes it hard to pay bills, even beyond paychecks. With the way the tax structure has been in the US, out-of-state sales did not get taxes collected by the retailer like an in-person sale would be. It was up to the individual to pay it on their own to their state. I bet you can guess how well that worked. States don't... States didn't enforce the collection, so internet sales were basically tax-free. Our state has a yeah. 9.25% tax rate, which is pretty high compared to other states, so people could buy from B&H and get essentially a 10% discount. This has devastated independent shops of all kinds, but especially camera stores, which have so little markup. This is changing, but a little too late for the perfect storm that yeah. has happened. Not to mention the overall decrease in camera sales. This is my opinion, but I know nothing of the inner workings. For all I know, the owner, whom I do not know, might just want to sip pina coladas on a yacht in the Caribbean on his stacks of cash. Don't we all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that tax thing really hit home, because I, I, I know that the, the, the tax system in the US is... It yeah. is is so completely different to our own, uh, where we have a blanket tax across everything, and uh, in every state it's the same. And over there, every well, state's the different. Thing, the thing and- about ours is that ours is 
federally mandated where theirs is mm. done on a state-by-state state, state state, basis. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it, it's, yeah, if you, if you live on the, on the border of, a, of two states and you want to buy something, you can go to the next state mm. and buy it tax-free because you don't live in that state. And it's just that, and the revenue that's missing for everybody is bizarre. And Australia had exactly the same issue with, uh, with uh, our, we have a 10% GST, so very, very similar to their nine and a quarter of whatever it was. Yep. And people buying in from overseas because they didn't have to pay the 10% tax. Yeah. And yeah, 10% on $2,000 cameras are a reasonably good saving. You yeah. Know? Um, so instantly Australian stores weren't competitive price-wise. Yeah. Uh, forget the fact that things have to be more expensive because of the lifestyle, mm-hmm. that the lifestyle needs to be paid for, but even just at a flat tax break system. So you can certainly see how that would affect you know, a small store in America with limited funds to hold stock versus the behemoth that's B&H. And the B&H, on top of all their behemoth, the price buying, they also get a 10% tax break. Right to, to ship to other states, so it's it's, it's astounding, you know. But that that's but that's all the urban urbanisation of downtown areas where all of a sudden got too expensive for people to live, it got too expensive for small stores to stay in business. So you can certainly see why they would have moved out of town to save uh, rent. My mate Phil up in Queensland, he was downtown Brisbane, and I think he was paying, I'm gonna say twenty thousand dollars a month in rent what? for his photo fin- for his photo finishing store. 20 grand a month. A month, yeah. And that's cheap because the store I used to run in downtown Melbourne, we're 550,000 a year in rent. Yikes. So we're paying, yeah, 60,000. Yeah, exactly. A week in rent. Yeah. Australia's one of the most expensive uh, real estate uh, overall, real estate per square foot uh, places in the world. Yeah. Uh, and they wonder why we have to charge more, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's uh, moving out. So, Phil moved out of the, the Brisbane area to suburbia. Yeah. He's paying one-tenth the rent. Wow. You know, his store's not as pretty. He, doesn't, he didn't bother renovating it to make it look as, as high-end because he doesn't, he doesn't need to where he is. Yeah. Uh, and his lifestyle, his ability to relax and have a you know, a better lifestyle is, is far better because of you know, not having to try and find that money every year. Imagine how hard you have to work in photo finishing where maybe your average sale is 20 bucks. Yeah. To make twenty thousand a month, you know, yeah. uh, it's and then have a profit and pay your staff and everything else. So I can certainly see why juries would have moved. And then, as you said, the perfect storm: COVID comes, you get no income coming in. Yeah. You know, who who in the right mind, if you lived in that town and had to order online, would you order the store from there and pay ten percent tax, or B and H should pay nothing? Yeah. Exactly. It just is a. They can't. There's no point in them having an online presence because no one's going to use it. You know. Uh, and you can't do the value benefit, uh, add-on benefit of personal sales and experience and knowledge uh, and you know, guiding people to, through their purchase choices, which you get face-to-face. So, yep. Yep. man, and, and, and you can imagine, I'm sure there's some, some element to it, oh, my God, the energy required to restart <laughs> uh, to, to, to get up and do it all again when you've had maybe a couple of months of, okay, sure, you haven't got any income coming in possibly, but you also don't have all the pressures of wages and all the pressures that comes to running that kind of business. You can go, well, you know, maybe I could just dip out now and just, you know, make life easy on myself. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so it was it was really, I really appreciate David doing that. It was, it was a, a great insight into how something that's been so enduring. Now, what it doesn't say in the original articles that it wasn't the same owners for all, or same owners family for all that period of time right so the owners have changed yeah 
Yeah. So I guess, you know, yeah, history, whilst the, the name and the, not in the same location, it's not run by the, the, the named owners anymore. Yeah. It's lost some of that magic anyway, I guess. Yeah. Which is why I'm always astounded and, and in awe of Michael's camera store here in Melbourne. You know, a hundred plus years of the same family. Wow. Yeah, you can walk in there and talk to Peter Michaels. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, know? you can talk to his daughter who works, who runs the place. You know, they're there. And so, another so great that must that- be like fourth or fifth generation by now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, wow. and I've known the last three generations. There, wow. You know, I've been, <laughs> been in the business, and um, and it, it, it's astounding. And uh, I, one of the things I used to love when I was walk the streets of the city at my lunchtime with my camera in my hand. Uh, I'll go around at some strange little alleyway in the middle of nowhere and you know, try and take a photo. And around the corner would come Peter Michaels with his camera doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, loved that to pieces. I didn't see another single solitary person in all of the people who run camera stores in Melbourne with a camera in their hand ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the owners of the other major stores, I don't know. Is it business? Not photography. Did they have a? Did they start off with a love of photography and just didn't? But you go out and you walk around the streets and yeah. There's there's two people. I, I, there's a guy called John Swainston yep. who used to uh, run the Nikon or slash Nikon uh, agency here in Australia. Yeah, you every single photo. Yeah, exactly. Every single photographic event held in Australia that he was at, he had his camera, and there'd be probably no photos of what happened if it hadn't been for, for John. Yeah, you know, right. there's a guy who's you know, 40 years in the business or whatever and still as passionate every single event he's got his camera to take to record the moment, yep. you know. And even now he's retired, he takes some stunning, incredible photographs oh, of... Um, architectural of, stuff. Uh, we should get him on board. Let's get him for a podcast. Yep. I'm sure, because I'd love to hear his process for, for shooting these incredible cathedral shots that he does. Yep. Yeah, timings, research, lenses, post-processing. So yep. I'll, I'll, I'll hit him up and see if he'd like to come on and have it. He's a lovely guy. He is. He's a great guy. Lovely, one of the nicest people in the I've history. met him on multiple occasions. Yeah. I, so to have to, to him, him and um, so Peter Michael. So Peter, I never saw it at an, an industry event with a camera because he probably knew John was going to be there. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and, and Peter is, is very quiet Right. We get along very well. Um, he sits there and listens. I stand there and talk. <laughs> We're a perfect couple. Um, but yeah, he's it, it's, it's very unpresuming in his love of photography. So he is, there's nothing show. He's not out there going hosting his exhibitions at his store or anything like that. The really showy kind of stuff. He just sat, enjoys his own time going out and taking photos. Yeah, uh, for the sheer pleasure of just taking the photos and uh so i've always always really admired peter for for that so that that's an interesting yeah that said yeah juries which changed hands and this has happened in there was a tasmanian store that was going for i think about 100 years as well changed hands and only survived a couple more years with the new owners yeah. the juries i think survived about 30 years with the new owners which you know if you don't feel invested in your company after 30 years you know that's you know <laughs> so i'm not saying not saying they didn't feel the history or yeah. the way but also feel you know if you've done this for 30 years i'm sure you're tired yeah and you've been and you've probably been fighting for the last five or ten years against the downfall as he said it's camera sales and everything else so yeah i, I really appreciate david putting that, all that info the, the thought in for someone who can't describe things very well he did a bloody good job yeah totally. yeah you know, really really give me a grasp of you know, of how it could come to this and what pressures they were under and everything else so yeah. Very, very, very cool. So, yeah. So, thank you, David. We appreciate it yeah, a lot. Definitely. Yeah. 
I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week, we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running. The link will be in the show notes. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. So what do you got on your list? I did see that we're going to talk about because Adam sent it through. So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, let Adam, we'll let Adam have his moment in the sun and call this one out. But they are announcing it's new and improved. I didn't know how he could be both. You, you haven't actually said what that is. I know. I, I, can't, I can't break, his, I can't break his, <laughs> his, his moment of glory. But new and improved. I have an issue. I have many issues. Right. Mental, most, most of them. But I know they're in new version, but they don't say that. Oh, it's they? new. It's new. If no one does. Anyone says new and improved, it's new and right. improved. Well, it can't be improved if it's new. This is new. <laughs> Why are you? No. New version. Improved new. New and yeah. improved. New. Oh, it's something brand new to market. And we've improved on it already. <laughs> it's like I've got I've got this I've got this, this I've got this new air conditioner in uh, the very end of summer just before it was no longer hot anymore because my right. air conditioner stopped working. Finally got it installed. I think like one day of heat <laughs> in oh, that right. time, but it's Wi-Fi controlled, so I can control it by my voice. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, through my smart home system, so I can say air on and the I'll just make sure I trigger the air on. Uh, I can say air on and the air conditioning comes on. Oh right? wow! Uh, or I can tell my phone air on when I'm five minutes from home and it's cool and down by the time I get home. Yeah, nice. But here's the thing. So it uses via a Panasonic app as a Panasonic. I don't know. It must be every two weeks <laughs> I have to re-sign their privacy agreement because it's changed. I'm thinking, I'm thinking how many times you need to change your privacy agreement for telling your air conditioners to come by voice. It's like, <laughs> I'm going insane. It's like I've used, I've used the app more to change privacy status, <laughs> yes, that I have to use the air conditioner. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is mad. So anyway, let's talk about let's talk about Adam Davidson for a minute. So Adam sent us through a story on DIY photography, although did he? Glenn's also found it on Petapixel, and that Adam is did. that DXO are happy to announce the new and improved Nick Collection Three. Dun, dun, dun. Yay! Yay! I do the love Nick Software, wild. so I love Nick Software. Yeah. So um, the it's, it's... the unfortunate thing is that it only runs in Photoshop and Lightroom. Yeah, but it didn't <laughs> uh, standalone too. Do they, they do a standalone version? Oh, cool. Well, the whole thing is either or. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So standalone too. Yeah. And is it still um, free, or are they charging for it? No, no, no. It hasn't been free since DxO bought it three years yeah, ago. Yeah, because Google was going to mothball it. Yep. Yeah, and so it hasn't been free since oh, then. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought, okay. So, I thought DxO yeah. had released it for free. But okay, nah, fair enough. Nah, is it nah. is it expensive? Uh, 150 US. Okay. It's a pretty expensive, but it's a one-off, you know. And like right now, it's like a hundred dollars. Yeah. So, so but at least on, at least it is software that you buy one time and you own yeah. it. It's not like that's right. Yeah. You know, and subscription. Uh, oh, until they come out with the new and even more improved uh, Nick Four. <laughs> right. And then there's a then there's an upgrade cost, right. like I don't know, fifty bucks or whatever. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About half of what the the new version's going to cost you, which is fairly standard with. All these things too, I guess. But if they do it, if they do an incremental upgrade, like yeah, three point one, three point two, they're all free. Yeah. But when they go to four, it's gonna you'll have to pay again, or some portion again. Yeah. 
but they've added, a, a, I don't need a quick look, but they've added um, a perspective control yep. tool that they didn't have uh, before. You had to straighten up your buildings and your lines, that yep. sort of stuff. And, and it can also, in that perspective view tool, uh, change depth of field. Right. Which I thought was, you know, so, you know, you can do those, like, tiny world effect photos where you've got yeah, yeah, lines yeah. of depth. Like you get with you can the tilt shift lens, yep. Yeah, exactly. So you can do that kind of stuff with it as well. Um, so that's, that's kind of interesting, I thought. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, look, it is awesome software. I would certainly recommend doing a free test trial and downloading it. And some of the stuff they do is, is, is I'd like to say, quite unique, but that's as bad as new and improved. <laughs> either unique or is not so that, that, they've got some good technology so if um, you've got version 2 the upgrade yeah. is 69 dollars america oh, there you go so that's pretty good yeah. that's through until the first of july so you've only got this month of june yeah, and then it goes up again doesn't it, it goes like 89 dollars yeah nice like. Yeah. But great software, so that's really good. Then. Yeah. But why, why I really like the fact that, yeah, I don't like the cost, mm. but it's really good to see that it's been updated and improved upon because it was great software, and you'd hate to see all that great technology disappear, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, just Google lost interest in photo, and that was it, you know? Yeah. All right. Oh, that was it. That's all he's got. That's all the other. Um, our mate Roger Sakala. Right. Good mate. Great mate. Love the guy. No, I've never met him. Um, but the guy who, who runs lensrentals.com, that we've talked right. about him a few times in the past, he's done a test on cine cameras, movie, you know, high-end you know, 4K, 8K. Um, he's done two part tests. He's done one of them, and he's about to do release part two, which is SLR cameras. Right. Talking about flange to sensor differences Whoa. between between cameras. So you, buy, you line up... 10 Nikon 850s, for example, yeah. and they've all got different flange to sensor distances. What? So people have been having a go at Tamron and Sigma for front focusing, back focusing. All these lenses are crap because they're front focused. Uh, maybe it's flange to sensor problem. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, where they're all how can, slightly how different. in this yeah. day and age of, you know, mass-produced you know, highly spec technical hardware, can there end up being enough of a discrepancy for it to be measurable in something like this? That just boggles the mind. You know what I have absolutely no idea about? What's that? What's a flange? <laughs> just kidding. The- uh- <laughs> I know what it is. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> um, so that was pretty good. Uh, here's, a, here's an interesting. Teen Vogue. Yeah. Teen Vogue have been um, teaching teens, obviously, but possibly anyone who wants to read the article. I don't think it's you know, systematically teenist only. Mm. Uh, how to safely photograph police misconduct. Jesus. <laughs> teen Vogue. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they were teaching me how to do a selfie of them in front of... I, I, I didn't read the article, so, but, yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and here's, here's the thing, we've been kind... Oh, don't God. do this, kids. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> just, just, yeah, stay safe, stay home. Stay just safe, don't. stay home. Um, if you Nikon, want to do it Nikon. safely, get a 600mm lens and do it from half a kilometre away. Exactly, <laughs> and then don't show anyone. <laughs> Nikon have sacked 700 staff. Yikes. Uh, in Thailand and Laos. Yeah. Uh, after a brutal, uh, the headlines, after brutal financial report. Yeah. So their photographic department lost effectively $325 million year to year. Ouch. 
out. I told you. And you know what? And we spoke about <laughs> so, this. Now, do you think yeah. this is including COVID fallout or is this... I don't think so. You think it's prior to that? <laughs> it's still prior. Let's face it, once again, I know it seems an eternity, but all this COVID stuff's really only been about eight or ten weeks. Yeah. You know, I don't know many organisations that are up to speed enough to have a full financial reports uh, that yeah, uh, for with at least you know, four weeks discrepancy, you know, in time. Mm. Yeah, no one's got. Oh, it's last Friday. We're putting it out Monday. So I still think there's a lot worse to come. Yeah, they did have five point, almost five and a half billion dollars in revenue. Yeah, uh, which is nearly seventeen percent dropped year on year, and they had made an operating profit of sixty two million. So obviously, what other other aspects of business they're doing was doing reasonably well. Yeah. It's just not the photographic imaging department. So mm. all the some of the other aspects but, of Nikon, but that, but that operating profit of sixty two mil represented a a drop oh yeah. of ninety two percent. Two percent, but where the, a lot of that ninety two percent is from the photo imaging department. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 um, it's it's, it's it's brutal. That is that is. I mean, how, how so, do they keep going? Honestly, know? how how long for this world is Nikon as a company? If they're here, as I'm sure I said a few months ago, if Nikon and Canon are around and Olympus and Ricoh in five years, I'll be surprised with that. In the form they are now, yeah, to, to qualify that statement, yeah. If they exist in the form they are now, operating the business the way they do now, in five years, I'll be gobsmacked. So maybe Nikon swallows up. You know, Pentax and Canon swallows up Fuji and... <laughs> I don't know how much that's going to... I think Fuji's doing better than both of them. Um, right. I think Nikon and Canon should merge. Right. And uh, just kind of amalgamate the name. Yeah. Uh, Nikon keep the N-I-K. <laughs> Canon keep the O-N. It's probably a good... Because <laughs> CanCon sounds <laughs> very bad. <laughs> Well, no, if they have to, if Canon's the more dominant, I suppose they can keep the C-A-N and Nikon can keep the O-N, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could, could go either way. I think they should put another N in there because everyone spells, so, so many people spell Canon C-A-N-N-O-N. Yeah, well, three, yeah. Sorry, so maybe they could do that. Yeah, I know. Silent Cube, we don't talk about him. So maybe, but yeah, I'm going to be gobsmacked if that's, so that's kind of what we expected to be seeing, yep. I guess, when we saw those initial reports and go, oh, I don't think they seem strong enough. Yeah. Uh, or weak enough by strong But, I mean, yeah, when um, you see things like, you know, a drop of 92% year on year, you just go, that is not sustainable. That's a cliff. Yeah. That's a cliff, isn't totally. it? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's, so, yeah, 700 staff gone out at the and you know, long, 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 1982. Or something. I used to work for a company called Fletcher's Photographics. So about forty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They, were, sorry, they had uh, fifty-three stores in Australia. Fletcher's Photographics had biggest right. camera store in Australia, or biggest has ever been as an independent, independently owned. But they got into some financial grief, right? And eventually, completely fell over. They got into financial grief. They had to lay off some staff, and I got the sack. Yeah. And one of the big wigs running one of the stores turned to the owner and said. Why the hell did you sack him for? You pay him a hundred and six bucks a week. <laughs> it's not going to make a freaking difference yep. if you want to let other people go. Look at these ones over here on a thousand a week or whatever. Yeah, doing nothing. The young kid 
over here, he's earning squat and he's selling twice as much as everyone else. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was on 106 bucks a week and it's like, oh, it was so sad. Yeah. But they re-employed me again, though. It's funny. Right. They, they, I, went, I went to work for Ted's. For, I lasted there like two months. Oh. Um, and I couldn't couldn't stand them. The whole culture was just so completely different. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was back in the days when Ted Todd himself used to run the place and uh, hated it. I was, And then Fletcher's offered me a job back again and so I desperately ran back there and then they went out of business altogether. Uh, and And Ted's are still around. Tens are still around, yeah, but they're owned by uh, a massive uh, uh, spotless uh, dry cleaning company. Right. Or spotless who do you know, catering for all the uh, major sports events around the country. I mean, they're, they're a big, big organisation. Tens are a very small part of a very big organisation these days. Right. So they certainly have the finances to with. With yeah, with um, ride out the bumps. Let's do that too. Yeah, yeah. So I've got two, two more things, and yeah. then we can let these poor, poor abused ears people uh, people go. I saw this article on simulate window simulate window light in your portraits with off camera flash. Right. Thought, well, this is good. This is good. We can teach people about gobos and creating a you know how to create your own lighting patterns with stuff. This could be yep. a good thing to show. I went looking the video. And he's put a flash outside a window and fired it through the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you need to start a show a video for that. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> I mean, it's nice stuff and it's logic. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not logical to people to think, well, if I want it to look like a window, I fire it through a window. <laughs> and I guess, you know, I want to shoot against this wall and the light never hits it because it's a uh, no, it's a north facing wall or something yeah. or north ang- not facing you know anyway it never gets sunlight yeah. I can get I get that I guess but <laughs> I was expecting more that's all I was a bit, I was a bit, <laughs> bit shocked and the last thing I've got is about three minute abs right so I thought of you straight away three minute abs right <laughs> yeah because this article is about Adobe Adobe's just launched a whole bunch of sixty second Lightroom tutorials right. And I'm thinking, well, how long do your how long do your um, your dark table videos go for, Bruce? Oh, the shortest ones are about five minutes. The longest ones about forty minutes. Five minutes. You're five times longer than lo- no one's going to watch after they've had sixty seconds. Why would they go to five minutes? Well, three minute do, abs. People, do you know, watch you know them. about three minute abs, don't you? No, I don't. The movie something about Mary. He's driving down the road. He picks up a hitchhiker, and the hitchhiker's going on and on about he's releasing this video on four-minute abs. And the guy goes, well, that's really good, but what if someone comes out with one about three-minute abs? And the guy goes, nuts. You can't do three-minute abs. How can you do three-minute abs? You can't get abs in three minutes. Okay. There's all, you know... It's always... It's like I got angry. I used to do what I called 60-second street portraits. And I've right. got the same so I asked to take the photo uh, over in 60 seconds. This guy came out with 45 second ones. I was shocked. I couldn't go faster than that. <laughs> I'm done. Yo. All righty. Well, I guess that just about wraps it up for this week. Uh, what do you got on for the rest of the week? I've got clothes on most of the rest of the week. And I can tell you, I'm uh, rather pleased that I've got one single solitary day left of homeschooling. Nice. And the damn thing's over. Okay. And the kids go back to school. I want to do it myself. Awesome. All right, mate. You have a good one, and uh, I'll catch you next week.
No worries, matey. You too. Have a good one. Apologies, apologies to everyone if you if I went a bit overboard. This it shows it shows my mental state at the moment. And uh, have a lovely week. Be kind to each other and uh, eat carrots. They're good for you. Bye all. Shutters Inc. Another audio to you. quality podcast. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersinpodcast.com. Yeah.